You have a proto-soul in the realm of mind with Ahura Mazda, the lord of that mind. Then the lord of that realm, which is Menoi, Menog, or Menok, depending on the language. Secondly, you have a Kratu, or reason, which is the best translation of the word Logos from Greek into English, incidentally. This is wisdom that is a shared mind of Ahura Mazda with mankind, with our proto-souls in the realm of Menog and in our souls here, in our minds here. Thirdly, Ahura Mazda is the father and creator of the cosmos, of the gods, of the Yazatas, of the pantheon of which you also, as a Fravashi, or as uh, being indwelled by Fravashi, uh, are part of that pantheon. Four, you choose to incarnate as the helper or hamkar of God to be about his business, God's business, Hermazda's, to be about the Father's business in this world with bones or getig, getik. You have the ability and the duty to pray five times daily or oftener, which has the power to heal and to destroy devas, demons, however you want to call them. Number six, you were born in purity. You were born with original purity, not original sin, and will return to your original pure state after death. Number seven, you will have a bodily resurrection and bodily restoration. This means that we will all be resurrected um, with a physical body. And if you think that a physical body is too much for a crater to restore after it's decaying and returned back to the elements, then you are forgetting that he created you to begin with. So, if you are righteous, you are one with truth, one with Asha, as Ahura Mazda is one with Asha. So, by being righteous, you become one, united, at least in mind and in purpose, with God. Does it mean you merge into some hypostasis, but you are separate from God as a creation of God, but you are united with Him in mind and purpose? Even the Gatha speaks of those who are righteous will eventually merge with Mazda, but they mean it means that they will be united in mind and purpose with God, of the same mind. One with Asha. Uh, next, you are possessed of Kshatra, or sovereignty. You are indwelled with God's kingdom, which resides within you. Sounds a lot like another uh, revelation from another religion, but it is what it is. And that's important to think of, too, because we're going to get to that. You are possessed of wholeness and immortality as a future gift and a present state. This means that if you are possessed of a body, you are possessed of the gift of wholeness in originality and in potentiality, which means you were, you were born good, whole, and you have the potential to be whole still yet. But as we live, we tend to pick up habits and 
things that make us a little less whole. But our future state, um, after resurrection, after um, the ordeal of molten metal, which we all must um, experience, after purgation of our sins and bad habits and impulses that we've picked up that have stuck to our souls so that we can be in the presence of God. You are indwelled with uh, harvatat, water, and emeritat, food, which is another way of saying that your blood is the wine and your body is the bread. Now you're beginning to see where I'm going with this. So, let's talk about this. The man Jesus, prophet Jesus, son of God Jesus, according to the Christian tradition, is what I'm using. Um, He is, he was, unique and uniquely divine and considered um, metahuman, more than human, superhuman, divine instead of human, fully God, fully man, all of these things, part of the trinity of Godhood, uh, because he had a set of characteristic um, uh, traits, and those were precisely the things that I've read to you here that you possess. So, you have a proto-soul, which means that you were present in the realm of mind, in the the mental realm, in the spirit realm with Ahura Mazda, uh, before you were ever incarnate on earth. And in fact, um, it is with the help of your Farvashi, your proto-essence, that creation was created. You have wisdom, kratu, reason, which is the best translation of the word logos, which we see that uh, Jesus is oftentimes called the logos, the word. The best translation into English is reason, so that you, possessed of reason, part of the reason of God, uh, were with God, were... um, it says the word was God and word was with God. So, we are part of what God is because we possess the mind of God. Parts of it is gifted to us by God and we possess reason. And just as it says that in the Bible that Jesus, or the word rather, um, was present with God, the word was God, and without the word, without logos, without reason, Nothing that was created could have been created. So it is through reason, through logos, through kratu, that the world is created. And in fact, it is the fravashis of mankind and the yazatas and the ameshaspentas and the fravashis of everything that exists that is good. It is through those fravashis and the the creative energies of those that the world was created by Horomazda. Fahura Mazda is the father and the creator of the cosmos. Uh, Jesus said in the Bible and then uh, recorded in the New Testament that um, the kingdom of God was within. And so, actually that may have been an apocryphal text, but he's credited with having said that the kingdom of God is within you. And so we have um, sovereignty because uh, we have the sovereignty of our father, Fahura Mazda. Incidentally, the Jews never called um, God Father. They called him um, God Lord as a, more of a contractual boss, someone who would 
chosen them and they had chosen him. He would be their God. They would be his people. It was a contractual agreement. Uh, Jesus is uh, known to have called God by the name Father and said that he is about his father's business. And as we are part of the, we are Fravashis, we have, we possessed a Fravashi, then we are part of the Pantheon in origin and in, in our future state will return and be part of that Pantheon, which means that we are here about our father's work as well. We chose to incarnate as Hamkars of God. We tend to forget that when we're born, but we have to w- work through um, experience in order to remember that uh, that goal and that reason for being. So Jesus had the ability to pray, and when he did, he would fast and pray. You know, in Zoroastrians, we don't fast. It's a type of anathema because it's it's a type of um, deficiency to the body. It creates unhealth and disease. Uh, but we do pray, and we do believe that praying can release demons. We believe it can heal. Those are the two things that Jesus did while praying as well. You were born in purity. We do not have sin when we were born. We could not have been born from sin of our own doing because uh, this is our first incarnation, and it will be our only incarnation. Uh, Zoroastrianism uh, does not espouse uh, reincarnation. So we have one time on earth. Our souls and our bodies experience it. And when we are resurrected, it is in a new earth with a, the heaven and earth are combined, as in mind and body, spirit are combined. So, we have origin, original purity. Our pure state after death will return to that in our bodily resurrection and restoration. So, Jesus was resurrected. He was born without sin, and we are born without sin, and we will be resurrected as well. If you are righteous, you are one with truth. As a Hermaz is one with truth. You become one, united in the mind and purpose of God. So we are here to do our Father's work. And we are one with truth. Jesus said he is the way and the truth. So, again, what made him special makes us um, just like every other Mazdan. Every other Zoroastrian. You are possessed of Kshatra, God's kingdom within. Uh, we are agents of that sovereignty here. Therefore, we are part of the kingdom of God. We are possessed of wholeness and immortality because um, God has given that as a gift. The twin spirits of wholeness and immortality are Harvatat and Ameritat, which are um, bodily integrity or wholeness and health, and uh, immortality or undyingness as Ameritat is A, which is not, or negation of meditat which is um, uh, mortality dying so not dying so we can see that everything that made Jesus um, of Nazareth or the Nazarene or the Nazarite however it is everything that made him especially divine we find that we have those characteristics as well in each of us which makes us especially divine of course, we as Zoroastrians understand this. As Mazdans, we understand this. Uh, the Christian would see this as um, possibly blasphemous. Uh, but this just uh, what makes Jesus divine made us makes us uh, Mazdan, makes us a Zoroastrian, was makes us human. Uh, 
I don't know. To end it, maybe we just say that when Jesus in his infancy was visited by the three wise men, he was visited by Zoroastrians, Zoroastrian priests, the Magi. And so he begins his life with uh, with the Zoroastrian elders and um, priests or whatever, you know, visiting him, paying him homage. And when he ends his life, he is on the cross, forgives a sinner or someone who refused to pay taxes. Uh, he tells him, today you will be with me in paradise, which, as we know, paradisa, the Persian word or old Persian meaning uh, walled garden. He's basically saying, today you will be with me in heaven and in, in his kingdom, which is, um, that's a Zoroastrian word. That's a Zoroastrian idea. It's not an Aramaic or Hebrew or Greek word. It's, so that's a word used by Zoroastrian. So in his infancy and in his um, at his death, he is um, dealing with or being dealt with by Zoroastrianism. That's something to think about, isn't it? So what makes Jesus unique makes us also unique. And it does not separate us from the kind of being uh, part of a pantheon that he is. So, self-deification, um, maybe that's what we're talking about. Maybe it's just that we are in our natural state, part of the divine plan as homkars of God. And uh, So, maybe when your Christian friends ask you why you're a fire worshiper, you explain these things. And, uh, you know, we don't really believe that we pray to the fire, or, or worship the fire, but we use it as a avenue. Some say that we pray to the fire, and that's okay too. Some say we worship the fire, and that's okay too, because those are different interpretations of the same um, Zoroastrian faith. In fact, the Avesta, at least in the English translations that we have, most of them say we worship the fire. But we can tell our Christian friends all these points that I've mentioned here, um, which. Um, he is a human is possesses these same points as well and so he can be shown that he is uh, not so removed from his own uh, religious teacher so I hope you've enjoyed it today I've enjoyed uh, delivering it and I hope you all have a good day and Ushtate happiness to you <laughs>